Hello and welcome to season six, episode five of the Black Women Working podcast. It's me, Nat, hosting today's episode, and we are joined by Rachel and Charles. Hello. (laughs) Shan couldn't make it with us today, but she is dearly, dearly missed. Um, I have to do my general housekeeping, and I just pray I get it right this time. Um, we are at BPW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. So please give us a follow. And if you want to join the conversation, please use the hashtag, hashtag WWWPodcastUK. And if you want to find out more information about us, see some of our previous episodes, our website is www.blackwomenworking.com. How did I do, ladies? I think I did well. I don't need your affirmation. Right? Okay. This is your verbal gold sticker. Receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) For for the background, for some reason, every time I say the Twitter or the Instagram, I get the handle incorrect. So I'm I'm working on it. But anyway, the title of today's episode is Bring Me In. Um, This is a phrase which I don't think I go a day without using because I'm always asking people to actually bring me in <laughs> you're a big so basically i am i'm a top big i am a top big literally <laughs> i was someone says like oh i'm going on holiday bring me in i'm going to a rave bring me in oh, i've got a discount bring me in i want to bring me in for everything <laughs> and if you're my friend i think you have to accept that that's part of our friendship like i am the number one bringer bringy in because i'm not the bringer i'm the bringy <laughs> <laughs> But it gets slightly tricky, um, and this is just like not necessarily friendship, but just in general, when it comes to bring me in for jobs and career and professional um, opportunities. So um, this is a type, a different type of bring me. This is not someone saying they're going to a concert and you're asking for a ticket or backstage pass. This is more about um, just discussing how we feel as black women when it comes to vouching for other black women in the workplace, um, putting other black women, you know, on, so to speak, um, and putting people in your circle could possibly be your friends or relatives or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's friends um, up and forward for roles at your workplace. So, yeah, a very, very interesting topic, if I do say so myself. So just setting the mood music, I thought it'd be sensible just to talk from my perspective um, as to what the potential pressures could be. Because I feel like we're Black women, we're all in working environments where we could be happy to say that Black women are in the minority, right? And so when you're in a situation where you're in a minority or alternatively you work in an industry like I do corporate law where there is a dearth, of diversity you can sometimes feel like you have a responsibility if you've done well to kind of help others so that could be like through mentoring reviewing applications um but all of that stuff is tiring right guys well I think so anyway yes it's tiring okay Rachel we are, you're on one today careers advisor I'll be interested to see what you say and I also feel like just with like LinkedIn now and like all this conversation about like diversity and graduate recruitment um, schemes and things like that. As a black person, I feel like people can get more access to you now. Like if you're in an industry, they can just Google a company, 
that they want to work at and then they see you and they're like right a black person let me message them even if they don't know you from dog whereas like before LinkedIn I, I didn't see that as much and then also if you're working in an industry where there's a lack of access just in general like do you have like a responsibility to help other black women whether you know them or not what do you think Rachel? I think when I first started working I was like calling out for people to like bring me in like I would be like oh another black person I'm sure she'll let me get the job or I'm sure she'll do this or and I feel like now I've been working for a while (laughs) I feel like that's not necessarily the case now obviously I'm not trying to toot my (laughs) 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 I'm not trying to to toot my (laughs) own horn but I feel like I'm actually a good worker but there are some people who, although they're the same color as us, they're the same sex as us, they are not good workers. So therefore I could be bringing someone in who's gonna mess it up for me. And I can't be- Interesting. She went there, she went there. So therefore, that's why my standpoint is, I would help you if I don't know you. Uh, Well, actually, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase, let me rephrase. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rephrase. Retraction. No, no, no. I may consider helping you, but I have to think about it first, even if you're my mate. Fair enough. Because, sorry, I can't be mixing work and pleasure sometimes. Mm. A bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Tolls, <laughs> what about That's... you? What's the question again? Sorry, I'm not a good listener. Do you know what? You're going to have to you're get not, a fine. She's Every not getting time. a bring in. She's not you're getting not a getting bring in. See, see, I could never bring you in. My brain is too busy. I can never bring you in. I've been extended. Imagine at the team in... meeting, someone asks her a question, and she's like, oh. <laughs> In the interview, someone asked their question. You're mad. But um, it was basically like, would you bring someone in, basically? Do you feel as a Black woman you have a responsibility to help put other Black women on in your workplace? I think in terms of my career trajectory so far, I haven't actually even thought about it. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not even something that's really occurred to me as a such. But maybe that's because I was so focused on the fact that we're how do I get to where I need to get to? But I think if I was working in certain industries, actually, that I would feel like that. Maybe if I was working in like entertain mm. <clears throat> entertainment and music, where we know like, um, and as we've heard in the episode prior, our first episode of the season, like how little representation there is. I think I would feel that onus. But in terms of where I'm at, maybe mistakenly, I haven't even felt like that at first. I don't really see an issue with it. I do think mm. you have to use wisdom, judgment and discernment in terms of who you bring in and kind of know like um, their work ethic and hopefully they won't embarrass you or shame you. But yeah, I don't see a problem with it, to be honest with you. Maybe that's a takeaway for me to think more mm. about what I can do for anybody who wants to come in. No, I mean, like, just from my previous experience, I feel like my bring me in has been like, bring me in adjacent. So I have not necessarily like got someone a job at my workplace, but if someone's reached out to me and they've made and they want to make an application, I'll read through the application. If they say mm. that they want to put my name on the application as knowing me, like knowing that I exist, that's mm. fine. But I have never really like gone out and vouched for a particular person. However, what I have done, which I feel I felt more comfortable to do is like, you know, mentoring people who are trying to get into the industry, mm. um, reviewing applications. I don't do that so much now because... 
I'm time tired. poor. Hello. Yeah, I'm, ti- I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired. So I'm not in part of that. I'm so far removed from that type of process. I don't even mm. think I can be that helpful. Um, and then participating in diversity schemes and stuff like that. I think for me personally, what Rachel said really resonates with me because it's something I've heard like loads of times before. Like, you vouch for someone, you as a black woman vouch for a black woman, and then if there is an issue with their performance or their attitude, mm. then there's concerns about, I think there's concerns more so than if you were a white woman or if you were a white man mm, about mm. how that person's performance reflects on you. Because mm-hmm, I remember yes. like sometimes being at work, but I don't know, I think I'm just a bit ill in the head sometimes <laughs> and being like, oh, if I flop this, I'm flopping it for every black girl that's ever going to come to the oh, firm. Wow. Like if I, especially when I feel like when you work in those environments, I'm very like. Very corporate, very high yeah, pressure. Like, very... There's a thousand people and yeah. then there's one black person. So you're yeah. just like, bruh, if I mash this up, they're Isn't not going to hire no black people. Failed all time. the ancestors going four <laughs> generations back. Do you know what I mean? So then I've always like, so then if I'm just trying to keep my head above and water and survive, exactly. I don't have time to be recommending someone who comes to the workplace and is cat. You know? it's mad it's mad do you know what even as you're speaking you just reminded me of a situation I think I told you guys before so it's not necessarily bringing someone in but it was a young black guy who wanted to get into the workplace that I was previously at and he just reached out to me via LinkedIn and I basically um I guess coached him in the process of how to attend like approach his interviews because I asked him who he was interviewing with and I knew kind of the relative role and area that he was going to go into and just gave him kind of tips on how to approach the interview dependent on the person that he was seeing as well and he actually ended up getting the job and I was really so happy and glad for him like every time he did an interview I'd be like wondering oh my gosh has he got through and then he would contact me again I'd be like oh so I've got interviewed this person what can you what tips or advice do you have and is it like like a a job god fairy godmother basically you were like his plug yeah exactly (laughs) but the thing is he found the opportunity himself but he just reached out to me because I guess he saw my name and that I'd worked at that place and I really appreciated like the um the the tenacity of that not because it was a reflection on me but it was really smart of him to do and he was lucky that he approached me <laughs> sorry wow <laughs> because I'm one of I those love people the I love I'm one it. of those people that will help people like if they require it in that situation and I was just so glad that all my efforts kind of paid off not taking away from his own ability to kind of translate what I said into a productive interview process but I felt really chuffed by that and yeah I'd do it again but um yeah, if it was like loads of people approaching me in that way, I suppose mm-hmm. it could become quite draining and stuff. But yeah, it's not a situation I've been in frequently, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's just in general, like such, there's a lot of pressure to do it because, you know, like, you know. Do you, you think to, though? I feel like, because yes. I, I feel like a lot of the rhetoric yes. around like diversity and lack of access is that you know, we have to pull the ladder down or push the ladder down for like the next person. I think it depends. I really do think it depends on your career trajectory. So I think Mm. for you, it's slightly different because you've kind of moved and you've done so many roles. I'm finding the ladders like, I can't, I don't even have a ladder to (laughs) drop down. I'm just swinging like a monkey. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Like, no, I don't agree with you swinging, but in terms of like, if you're like me and you've been in the same industry for like 10 years, that whole kind of, 
like diversity and stuff, it becomes ingrained in you, like it's part of your responsibility. Whereas you're just like yeah. a lone soldier, like you're in this industry, I'm gonna blink in six months' time, you'll be in the next one. It's so, true. I'm a wanderer, like a nomad. So yeah, I think if I was in the same position as you were, I'd been in the industry for that long. Um, I would feel that responsibility and I'd actually welcome it and just like um, I'd welcome say. it as a, re- a responsibility. No, I really would because I would know because even knowing from what you do, I know how hard it is for people to kind of get into that. So I would definitely actually try and commit myself intentionally actually to trying to to help people. But you, the way you do it is interesting. You do it in a variety of ways that aren't necessarily direct but can still help people. Like being in like part of urban lawyers, was it? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This that one all these sorts of societies and stuff you're doing your bit in it yeah I do it in a way that I can still survive because I cannot afford exactly. someone to come to my workplace and tornado and torpedo me <laughs> <laughs> but Natalie saying that I actually have to clap for you because two people clap that <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm clapping thanks, I'm clapping babe. reason why is because yeah. two young black girls that I've um, had the pleasure oh they were lovely of dealing with that wanted to become lawyers yeah. have already met you like they were I was like don't lie no they've met you and they were like oh she was so lovely I actually forgot to tell you this but Aww. yes so I was gonna be like oh let me talk to my friend Natalie there's me like I've got lots of friends that do law let me talk to my friend Natalie and then they were like oh no we've already met her we've already met her she's lovely she's lovely oh, that's sick. so Natalie's definitely doing her job when it comes mm-hmm. to the bring-ins, whether it be like the little urban lawyers or if it's just you go on a, a Zoom chat and there's lots of different people that want to do it. I don't know what all the things that you've done, but they've managed to meet you in some shape or form somewhere. So yeah, you're definitely doing... But I think with it's, it's what Toll said as well, like with your like sector that you're working in, mm. a lot of people aspire to go into that sector and it's very difficult as a person of colour to get into that sector. So I think bringings in that aspect are really needed in your type of sectors and sectors that are quite hard to get to. Um, I think in other sectors, it might be a bit easier or it might be more difficult. It just depends mm. on it depends on what you need to get, especially I think when you've got a, to get a lot of qualifications to get somewhere, that's when the bringings become harder and harder. Yeah. And then on your, mm-hmm, yeah. for you to do as well, it's High like risk. you've got a lot of work to do. So when... Mm seven ten nine how many people are messaging you it's like uh why am I supposed to do this girl we gonna talk about that but um so I know that I've we've kind of said oh the risks and being torpedoed well I, that's the language I use but I feel like we need to kind of explain that before we upset people <laughs> but um first thing I wanted to ask is like I know tolls you've given your example basically of bringing someone not necessarily bring them in but supporting them into a role in your previous workplace but mm-hmm. Rach like have you ever brought someone in or worked on a, a bring in or well, I suppose it's part in a way it's part of your job to kind of facilitate that but in terms of like your own actual workplace like did you ever bring a mate in or another black woman in or someone reach out yeah. to you and how did it go so yeah actually before I was a careers advisor I was mm-hmm. working for a health healthcare um I was working in the healthcare sector and um I had the pleasure at that time of working in a job that was like it was it wasn't really a job or it wasn't no okay let me let me rephrase it was a job but it was that we were still like setting up all the tasks that the job would do it was a new role so I was able to kind of shape it and I kind of 
got myself into like a bit of the recruiting side to being able to interview some of the level twos or the level threes because I was a level four at the time so I was able to do that and I just when it was when it was all the black people I was like yes 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 and after the fact I was like okay I'm gonna try to teach them to do a little bit of things here and I'm trying to try to teach them here and there because some of them were really young at the time and it was like one of their first jobs like I want to go and work for this healthcare professional so I was like yeah I'm gonna help them so I did that and I think I felt really satisfied in my job at that particular time I felt so satisfied in my job to know that they didn't let some fully dooly white girl get the job and they let this black girl get the job and I felt when I went home I felt like yes I actually done something today like yes what have you done today to make you feel proud (laughs) it's literally toes it's literally that I was like job satisfaction at a (laughs) hundred percent I was like, yes, I helped somebody's child. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm finished. Oh my God. Oh I respect my God. it though. No, but so was it like a good experience for you? Apart from like the initial, like, yeah, I've done my bit, like Black Society pat me on the back. Like, how did the, you know, full experience pan out? Because obviously at the beginning you were like, oh, I'm going to have to think about it. So how did it go? You know? I think at, the, the the example I just mentioned went really well because I ended up becoming really good friends with three of those girls that um, I managed to get roles where I was working. Um, but I think in other aspects, I think it's difficult because obviously when you then become friends with someone and then you're trying to help them, it's different because people start to notice that you're friends and then they're like, oh, she brought her friend into work or, oh, she did, did. So that's when I started so to feel what? like. You know when no. their man are bringing in their niece, their nephew, their fifth cousin seven times removed. And they do it. No, told, they do it. But they managed to get away with it somehow. Yeah. And I feel like with us, Racism. it's like, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> they managed to get away with it. And I feel like. Discrimination. Listen, this ain't no ASMR. ASMR. Stop it. <laughs> the thing Do is, that the on thing your is... own private YouTube channel. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like I just, I just wasn't here for it, so I had to kind of yeah. back away from that. Mm. That's sad. That's yeah. that's mad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, I personally have never brought anyone into my workplace. I have tried though. So when people message me and they're like, "Oh, I'm applying for a job at your firm." I will like look at their application. I will have a Zoom chat with them. I will do all I can to help them. Um, But I prefer to try and bring people in where possible when they've already got through the door. So I like it like when they're juniors and they already got the job. Yeah. And then I'm just there to be like, yo, sis, you see that person there? Don't trust them. Mm. Yo, sis, you see that person there? (laughs) Yo, sis, you know, on the messenger, I need to go and get the caramel coffee pods before they run out, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. And so that's that's kind of how I bring it, because I feel like, like Rachel said, like when you help someone get a job and then there's two black women key, 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 and especially when when you're a minority. They hate it. They hate it. It's like you're so, you're so hyper-visible. I mean, at my first... 
first firm, we had this thing called Black Girls Lunch, and there was only like five of us, and we just used to meet like maybe one Friday every month, just to just basically to say this place is racist, ha ha ha. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone seemed to like always notice when we were together, but when we were separate, like nobody really cared that we existed. It was very very weird. So I like to try and do it with women who are who are already there, and I feel like as someone who's a little bit more senior. I feel like I can be of more help when it comes to like talking about things strategically or like yeah. making sure that if you're in my team, you have a good experience, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I mean, I've never been in a position where I've actually secured someone's bag. I would love to be in that position, but I'm just not senior enough to like send in a threatening email to HR and be like, hire her or else, you know, mm. <laughs> um, hopefully if I stick it out in this industry, I'll get there. So I, I don't have imagine don't have at the experiences. level imagine at the level you are you're still not in a position or still you know not what able I mean? to do that yeah that's crazy wild. to me it's wild it's wild but you know it is what it is it is what it is I can I, I can only do so much I think one of the biggest risks in terms of like bringing people in and stuff like that is just the time commitment that's involved in it mm-hmm. if you have the time to do it you have the time and then if you don't it's like a little bit difficult but is that your biggest risk Matt well, I mean, but I, you know, what I would say because at my stage where I am, if I recommend someone for a job and they're rubbish, or I, I don't want to use that, and they're not suited for the role, they're not they up don't, to par. or they don't perform well, I've got one of two choices. I can just pull you into a room, into the, into the kitchen and be like, bruh, you are flopping. You need to do A to C to, to fix it or mm. leave. Mm. And then if the person's terrible, I'll just be like, Oh, well, I tried. I, tried, I tried my best. They're already out there hiring people that don't do the job good anyway, and they still go to sleep Very afterwards. Right. So there are like, you know, I think additional pressures on that we put on ourselves because we just don't want to put us, we don't want to be in the line of fire because mm-hmm. we're still a minority, no matter how long mm-hmm. you've been there. But I think for me, some of the biggest risk is that if I was to get someone hired as a junior, I would want to be like really, not micromanagey, but I would be like you... You actually have to perform properly because, you know, my name is my name. My reputation is at stake. You you cannot come and destroy my name. I mean, there was Mm -hmm. one person at my workplace who reached out to me on LinkedIn um, because he already was off, like got an interview. So I had one phone call with him. And then my boss was like, oh, we just hired your friend. I was like, oh, yeah. My friend. <laughs> he was, I don't mind for them to think that he's my friend because he's actually really good at his job. And I really oh. like working with him. Mm. But it was good for me to talk to him because, to be fair, I did think it was time they hired a black man as far as I'm concerned anyway. And um, I work with him all the time. And so I was really happy. But I wouldn't call that a bring-in in the sense of I had a half an hour conversation with you Um actually no half an hour conversation with you and then I mentioned to my boss that you you were going to interview and I kind of knew who you were which was true so that's a bringing it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a lower level bringing yeah yeah like a I don't that's know a, a bronze like level a junior bring- yeah that's like a junior bringing which which I'm okay with and mm. um, it, it's gone really well for me so it's not you know would I have liked it to be a black woman absolutely but mm. um you know we are where we are <laughs> That sounds so anti-man. <laughs> you know, we, we are, are where we, we are. are. But I mean, like, just personally, like, I know Tolls, you've spoken about it a little bit, but like, how, in, and this could be something that's aspirational, like, how important is it to you guys in your careers 
to like actively be in a position where you can, you can create opportunities for other black women. Obviously, we don't need Tolls bursting into song again to describe how Rachel felt. But I mean, Tolls, like, is it something <laughs> that you actively think about? Because you're big in the game. You might have did, done different careers and stuff. Yes, but yes. You probably got so much more information than me with one Dege Dege, like, pathline. Like, you've done so many different things. Like, you could, in the right circumstances, probably create, mm. like, really good opportunities. It's funny that you're saying that because maybe I've just got selective amnesia about conversations that I'm having because I do feel like sometimes I do have conversations with people in terms of like my career trajectory and what I've done to get where I've done gone but it's never been um, a conscious thought in the back of my mind that um, that is actually what Mm. I'm doing but Mm. now that we're having this episode I feel like even to a little extent it's been a bit negligent on my part and I probably Mm. could have done more to kind of actively pursue how I can help others but I guess the thing is with me it's only recently that I've kind of felt um is secure the right word but more confident in the path that I've chosen to take because before I was just spinning around like I'm spinning around (laughs) like literally from road to kind of I I know I really got to stop doing this but it's just it's just (laughs) intrinsic but um yeah I think because I've always kind of been going from job to job and I'm like "Mm, yeah I don't like this now Mm, I don't like this now I've never really been in a position until recently over maybe like the past year or so or two years where I've been like oh okay this might actually be my professional path and I like it so I'm never going to recommend something that I myself was not comfortable with and I didn't like so that's probably an element of it as well because Mm. if I didn't really feel what I was doing I wasn't into it I'm not going to come say to someone oh this is how you get into yeah to this or whatever mm. now that I'm thinking of it there's people that have reached out to me Avi um via LinkedIn it was actually one young white girl actually and I can't remember what the role was or she was just asking for advice and stuff so yeah when people ask me questions I'll answer it as much as I can and mm. bring them in. But I do think actually upon reflection that I p- probably could do more to like kind of um, do things maybe in the ways that you have, maybe contribute in terms of like societies, groups, networks, mentoring and stuff. But again, it's the time and the energy yeah, exactly. thing. Exactly. Because I mean, that there are different ways that you, you do that and you might not like specifically do the industry, but one, when I was kind of preparing this episode and reading around it, um, one of the things that like, obviously came to me about all of our contributions, even Shan, even though she's not here, hopefully she gets there soon. But the fact that we even do the, the, the mm. podcast and we create a safe space for black women, we might not be specifically putting someone on in terms of this role here and there. Now, hopefully we can get to a point where we can do that when we build, up, build a network um, and a safe space. But the fact that you even do the podcast in and of itself is is something that you do to kind of put people on i'll take that that's a level i can manage yeah (laughs) like the it's a distance that i can manage i can't deal with like lots of people i'm an introvert so like i just have limited capacity in that sense but yeah yeah, doing it kind of from a bit of a distance that yeah yeah and i mean that kind of like follows on to the next conversation because or the next topic because when i was looking at this I was kind of looking at it from a perspective of the pressures and the stresses around doing it because I think in an ideal world 
especially the type of women we are here, we do want to help other women. If we were just all about self, we wouldn't be doing a podcast like this, like period. So I think it goes without saying, but there is a lot, there, there needs to be more, but there is quite a bit of literature around the pressures on, I think specifically black women, obviously from the US perspective, um, you know, about responsibilities. So I don't want to use survivor's guilt because I feel like that's used more for like athletes and musicians coming from like really violent upbringings and stuff. And I, that's not my personal experience, but in terms of mm. if you've managed to do well in a very difficult environment and do well professionally and monetarily, it is, you know, there's that whole thing of like each one, reach one or teach one. I don't even know what it is. But then the question is, is like, if you're trying to survive and be good at your job, like, how much can you you actually do like how much can you give back I wonder I don't know um so <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say next no go on sing a song just sing just oh, let the li- gonna sing just let now, the lyrics flow no I'm not gonna sing a song I'm okay. gonna ask you to repeat that in a concise way that I can sorry like the, the, See, the are you read before. like can you read number three Number three. Okay, oh. let me let me respond first. That's not what you said. No, that's different. I said, how <laughs> no. responsible are we for bringing other black women or black men in? Did we not answer that already? No. Let me let me res- let me let me let respond. respond. Rachel, let you take respond. over because my patience thin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, basically, for me personally, I think, and I feel like I haven't really been doing it as much since I've moved into this new sector. I actually need to be doing more. I feel very responsible for bringing black women in. And the reason why is because as a careers advisor, Mm. and I don't know if you guys have been able to liaise with many careers advisors, you'll find that most of them, majority Mm. of them are white, older women. Mm. Um, And I personally think that to be offering advice to people that don't look like you, don't sound like you, are not from where you're from, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like I know mm. when, I, when I'm when i speaking with a young black woman, that's when I feel my most comfortable and I feel like I can give her the best advice that she's gonna take mm. on, that's gonna resonate with her more than if I was to speak with any other race or any other sex. So for me, I feel like it's important for me personally to try and bring other black women in. I don't feel like they're competition for me. I feel like every careers mm. advisor is different. So you would get a careers advisor that helps you really well with one thing and might not help you so well with other things. But overall, I think it's important to have a range of them. So I don't see them as competition. I welcome all black women into the careers advisors field because I think it's good. I think it's nice to have them there. And I I need a new careers advisor myself. So someone come and do it for me. You know, I remember like not, not to go off topic, but I remember my careers advisor. All I remember is that she's wearing some sandals and she did not cream her feet to this day. I still see that crust on her toes and I could not listen to a goddamn uh, thing she was saying because she just and I know dirty. and I know that would never be you obviously that was like <laughs> well I creamed my feet I creamed my I feet I was like 18 years FYI. ago but you know when they talk about people making an impact on you you think it's all going to yeah. be positive that one was a shocker, shocker. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true though with careers advisors they make an impact whether it be mm. their, how they're dressing Good whether it be how bad. they talk to you whether they got crusty foot, they're going to make an impact. So if we have another black woman that's like making impact, other black women that are making impacts, I think it's much better for the field and for everyone. 
do you feel like the burden and the things that you're discussing about putting black women on do you feel like that's an unfair burden that we carry compared to our white colleagues yeah holes um I think we carry the burden more, but I do feel like it's a burden that's experienced across races. Races, okay. it's transracial. <laughs> it's a transracial burden. It is a transracial burden because it is a transracial burden. Just say other races experience it. Other ra- okay, fine. Thank other you. races experience it. But In I your def- opinion. Yeah, no, 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 but they genuinely do because, you know, obviously there's there's so many intersections of it. Like, Mm. obviously, white women feel that white men need to bring them in more into the workplace and Mm. get bringings. There's so many different things. But to take it back to the demographic that, you know, we're focusing on that matters to us in this context. um, What was I going to say? Sorry, I lost my thought. Um, Oh, no. Has it just evaporated from my mind? Anywho, no, I've remembered it. Sorry. The reason why it is um, much more of a burden for us is obviously because of the wider context of, you know, lack of representation, discrimination, Mm. so many obstacles. That's why it's more potent for us to kind of be mindful of that, because sometimes and I think we've discussed it on this podcast before. It is a bit frustrating thinking that you have to be the representative for every kind of black woman out there we're all so different we're all so nuanced we all want different things out of life but because of the position that we're in in society at the moment that is now something that we have to add to you know our file effects of all the things that we have to consider when we're in a workplace and unfortunately the situation is what it is but it can get burdensome when you think of all the other challenges that you're having in your day to day life and now mm. you've got to think about you know every Glenda, Brenda, Shauna, every person behind you. I think what we need to do is kind of find the balance for ourselves and do what we can um what we can physically and mentally mm. and emotionally handle. So even if that is just one person a year that we commit to helping mm. like actually that is that is uh that would be amazing if that was something that we all could commit to and that's just something that's just occurred to me Mm. I've never thought of it in that way before but maybe that's one for I don't know for a top tip yeah I mean for me personally like I think I internalized that burden a lot more than was possibly necessary um Mm. which is probably which in a way a good thing has come from it because I've done a lot of work in the legal industry writing articles talking about it being very brave and courageous blah 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 um but when I look back at it it was very much kind of this place is mad um this this is very unfair um so I'm going to try and make it as transparent and as open and as fair for people that look like me so that I can bring everyone in so I don't have to come here and be alone in this madness that was definitely my motivation like I wanted other people like me to be around me that's like a privilege that a lot of white people at work have that they just take completely for granted so a lot of Mm -hmm. it was I do feel like I need to help people when people reach out but also separately I mean I've actually been quite bold when it comes to asking senior people senior black people for help and mentorship like I will slide in their link LinkedIn I don't know if you can call it DMs on LinkedIn I think that's a bit inappropriate but I've slided into their LinkedIn I've met them at Um, events I've spoken to them like I've kept my relationships um even if 
there was nothing like pertinent at that point, just checking in, checking if someone's okay, checking how they're doing um, and just building those relationships because ultimately I don't know where my career is going to take me right mm. now, but I feel like it's, it, it's good. So it, it's good to have that mentorship. Not that it's a mentorship like every week we're checking in, but I've got enough of a relationship with you that if I need a bit of guidance on a decision that I need to make, I can mm. come to you and you not feel like I'm taking the mic. Um, so I just feel like because, and also one thing I didn't realize is that I am a product of a bringing, um, mm. in, even in my career. So I'm part of a diversity, I was part of um, a diversity scheme, even to get my job. Um, they gave me a mentor that was a black woman who now, well, she was from the US, but she's back in the US now, who she was like, well, worst comes to worst. If you don't get a job that you need, I'm still going to bring you in. I'll get you a job mm. at my firm. So I think because I started my career that way and part of the scheme was um, was SEO London, you had to sign some contract, which obviously ain't no real contract. Mm. But it was like, it was a commitment that you would help other black people um, get a job. So I think that was pretty, I, I, really took that that quite that bring me in quite quite seriously which is probably I feel like I get so much help from senior black people Mm -hmm. that I should help but I one thing I don't know what how to do and I was really excited to ask Tolls this question (laughs) she's the queen of boundaries is how do you say no like I still don't know like when some random person can message me on LinkedIn and I will try, like, I will be trying to help them, talking to them on the phone. Like, how do you, in these situations, how do you, how do you, how do I say no? Nine. You say I'm, I'm the queen <laughs> of boundaries, but that, that's a context I haven't been in before. But I think yeah. sometimes honesty might just be the best policy. Or maybe it's a case of, I really feel like, you know, I've I'm supported you as far as I can now and provided you all the in, all the information at this point now it's really for you to kind of take those actions forward and be proactive about this and I'm sure that you will get it and you'll be fine that's really kind of maybe the nice and kind way um, to do that yeah and you know what as you were speaking like it made me reflect because like I remember the fact that and it's still pretty much the situation now that for most of my working career I have not been since maybe 2012, 20, yeah, 2012. I've not really worked in environments where there were any senior mm. black people above mm. me. So I couldn't even have what you had. Who was there to ask? Man was just out here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just like swinging in the breeze. Like, so I've not even had the opportunity really to kind of tap into um people like that and I think I would really really like that but it's just so few and far between in the sectors that I work in and and the sectors that I work in it's still bog standard what I don't know sometimes creative digital Mm. agency whatever but why is there literally like no one else like I've got so comfortable with it sometimes I don't even clock that yeah you're the only one still like uh yeah it's just yeah just like as you were talking reflecting on that I was just like I would love like the opportunity to kind of have Mm. what you've had so I understand why you took that burden upon yourself in the way that you did and why you felt it was so much pressure because you know the value of Mm. what that was to you so that's what you want to try and do for somebody else but yeah as you just said yeah sometimes you just have to set a nice kind boundary and say you know what I've kind of supported you all I can if you're calling people you're speaking to people you're giving them pointers you've really gone above and beyond and there Mm. is an element of where they need to come in now and be proactive about their own progression 
I just don't want to be like stush like you know when there's like a senior black person and then mm. not that they're acting like they're not black because I don't think you can police other people's blackness mm-hmm. but there's no acknowledgement that like I'm black you're black and we probably had a similar journey like should we kind of have a chat like I've never experienced that but I might have experienced it a little bit, but I worked on the person. I was like, yeah, you're going to be my friend, whether you like it or not. You know how <laughs> determined I am. But I remember just thinking that that type of behavior was so off key and I never wanted that to be me. But it was funny because I was reading an article about like black mentorship burnout and mm-hmm. how like super proactive, like when you're signing up this network for black professionals and you're going to this event. I mean, Natalie Carter. Exactly. Natalie is duty bound. Look at her. Yeah, but, but it's like, it, it can be, it Did can be tiring. So yeah, that's an ad- adequate song, actually. Let me do one, two quick harmony. But no, like I, the reason um, I had to pull back from some stuff that I wasn't like completely enjoying is because mm. I was actually really tired. And also it can be quite emotional. Yeah. Like, Someone will reach out to you on LinkedIn, like, I don't know what to do. Someone's doing this at work. I'm I'm afraid of this. I'm scared. I don't know how to make this application. Like there was one girl, I don't know her um at all. And she like reached out to me because she was trying to apply for like training contracts. She's like, this person at my workplace said this to me, and this happened to me. And I was just like, I was just Why like, you want me if you do about it? <laughs> yeah, I was just like. This is, is this careers advice or prayer meeting? Because I need to know. Deliverance. <laughs> yes. yes. No, I'm but Natalie, serious. maybe she just wanted another black woman to talk to and tell all Oh, she just wanted stories. to let it go. Like, not necessarily yeah. looking for but you. The to whole point about address. the protection is that, like, the yeah. protection is that if you're internalizing other people's stories yeah. and you don't even have, you don't have that reciprocity because it's, it's not like, mm. Rachel, you're trying to get into my industry and you're cussing off the industry and we're going back and forth. We're friends. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-mm. Like, this is, as you know, someone I don't, I don't know and so like you might help someone and then you talk to them for an hour you check in with them blah 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 then as soon as everything's okay they don't check they don't check for you anymore you don't hear anything until the next yeah. catastrophe six months down the road so like oh the they me- used you not even that they use me it's just that it's I not think intentional that, yeah it's not intentional. Yeah. people are very um emotionally you know, I need help right mm. now I'm desperate if there's someone that looks like me they they can help me so yeah. It's so funny because I've done exactly the same thing and it wouldn't be <laughs> to a black woman, <laughs> but like other people in the workplace. But at the end of the day, yeah, like it's yeah, sometimes I do actually think about the fact, but I always consider that the fact that they may have their own stresses and whatever. But yeah. then again, it's it's the nature of their position as well. If they're senior people as well, like to a certain extent, it is kind of their remit to kind of deal with those I don't know splurges of emotion and I I just love the people that are able to kind of manage me sounds a bit too dramatic it's not really manage me but able to kind of like what's the word just bring some clarity shall we say and just really able to reel me in from like the brink and just with like some really practical advice or some an empathetic ear or something like that so Mm. yeah but it's a lot when you put it that way like I know like even some even for you know this podcast some of the dilemmas that we've dealt with and responded Mm. to people huh I've read it like what in the world 
Like I wouldn't mm. even know where to begin. Like it's just, and you know, and you really want to help people as well, but you feel like underqualified to even mm-hmm. be uh, a have it's any not even underqualified. Like input. you're just trying to survive. Like you're just <laughs> even you doing your job, your your day job, nine to five, nine to five, nine to nine, however long you work, you're tired. Let alone having extra capacity to try and you know give other people advice or give other people yeah. guidance. It does take, you know if you're taking what you're doing seriously because you could give someone off the cuff advice you're not seasoning chicken it's people's careers like you if you're really invested in giving really good advice you know even to look at an application I looked at someone's application to my phone the other day that takes me like a good half an hour to 45 minutes like just to read it and to give like helpful feedback rather than saying yeah 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 it's okay do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's for me, it's all it's all about time. And also, like separately, this might be like a different conversation. I also think a lot of the work that a lot of the kind of diversity work bringing me in, um, diversity skins and stuff, it's like a second job, but for free. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for yeah, this is I think this is part of the reason why I haven't joined. Like, not that those opportunities have even been there, but even yeah. if they were, I'd kind of just like, do I have capacity with all of the things that I'm already doing mm-hmm. outside? Like, I always marvel at your capacity to just add, 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 add more. And I'm like, yeah, I need hmm? to, I'm trying to stop. Can't you see I I'm know. Reducing? Yeah, you. I'm trying I, to get. I need to get a husband. That's what I'm going to use my spare time for. <laughs> Every add, 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 bumble, add hinge, add husband. That's, That's what I it. want. Like you, I feel like you've paid your dues. And if you wanted to take a sabbatical from all of that right now, you'd be well within your rights to because you you've really done the best that you can and then over and above them. And it's a case but, of sometimes no, it's a real what's a but? It's Go a on, relay Rachel. race, you know. It's a relay but, race. Take the baton, take the baton. Yeah, from you, Rachel. exactly. Rachel is for you now. If I was working in law, I Gen would be Z. taking the baton. But um, sorry, I'm not in law. However, <laughs> Think of all the young young black women that might want to be in your position. No, I'm not in, saying she should. Second. But the thing mm. is, Natalie has done her part. She can. There's no, other no. People she's definitely done her part. She's definitely. You, I'm not taking that the away. Sector. From you. Not everyone <laughs> should be resting at the same time. It's like when you're at work and two people do the same job. The other person can't take a holiday when the other. Like person not every yeah, not everyone yeah. can be on annual leave. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of situation. <laughs> thank you guys so moving on one thing I wanted to talk about as well when it comes to like bringing people in like are there like any benefits so I know sometimes if your job is recruiting for someone and you recommend someone and they get the job sometimes they give you the agency referral fee rather than Mm. the recruiter because obviously you brought the person in that's a nice little change for you to to share I remember I helped someone get a job and I got 100 pounds John Lewis voucher is that it man your place was stingy no no, no but I, re- I referred them to a recruiter who then went on to get them a job so uh, it wasn't okay. like but if it was at my workplace sometimes it can be thousands of pounds that you get yeah yeah exactly because yeah, that's what they're paying ones. that's what they're paying recruiters but apart from like those immediate monetary benefits like do you guys think there are any other tangible benefits when it comes to like bringing people in well tangible being the operative word but if you consider like emotional fulfillment as a tangible Mm. you know product then yeah I think um you can feel fulfilled as a human being I feel fulfilled (laughs) 
for you know helping somebody else and bringing them in it makes you feel good mm. it makes you feel like yeah you're 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 contributing to a better work um place for yourself other people like you and even the workplace in general because it's not always about oh just bringing someone because they're a black mm. woman do you know what I mean like I, that wouldn't really be my first thought because I've kind of moved past that now uh, that uh, like maybe when I was a bit younger maybe late 20s it would be like oh black people black people but for me it's like okay mm. let me look at the black people but who is the standout who is the star yeah. that's who I kind of want to bring into there because we we may have the same skin color not diminishing it in any way shape or form mm. but ultimately that's not the most important thing that's just uh, an entry point to get to the next um, level of assessment which is is this person does that, this person actually have the skills and the capability mm. to do what needs to be done in this role and you know uh, reflect good on themselves first of all reflect good on a business mm. and then as a byproduct reflect good on you because you brought them in mm. okay that sounds good Rach do you have anything to add careers advisor mm, yeah I think one of the benefits I would say is like just being able to maybe change the way the workplace looks by yeah. bringing somebody in um I feel like a few of the workplaces I've been in it's just pure white people. That's all I can say. Just pure white people, and you just want to def- you just want to change of scenery. Sorry, sometimes you don't want to come in and see the white man at work. You want to see somebody else. So therefore, a bringing in this in this instance is necessary. So I feel like um, yeah, to change the face of the because you have to you're there all the time. I'm sorry. No, I hear you, especially in a city like London. Like it does not make sense sometimes. They're not to be black people. Yeah, or other ethnic minorities. It don't make sense. Yeah. So I feel like that is a thing, and then also now, now that I'm a mother. Um, oh. me, me the time mother. I, I, had to, I had to just drop that in there. I had to mother, drop that in there. mother. I had to drop that in there. I Pick up yourself, feel... Rachel. Yes, <laughs> as a mother, I wouldn't feel right if my son asked somebody for help and they didn't mm. help him. So yeah, therefore, I, hear that. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. important to help. You know, mm. support if somebody is asking for help and you have that capacity and you have the time to help them. Try to see if you can fix them up and help them a little bit yeah I think it helps yeah. Yeah. I agree I mean I think there are obviously other benefits like I, I made a few a list of few I feel like leadership skills as well I feel like being able mm. to mentor and help develop someone whether it's internal in your workplace or outside of your workplace that gives you the skills that when you get into a senior role I think it improves your mentorship because your leadership because it makes it more about actually developing members in your team and being really proactive about that um and I also I think internal benefits like when I used to be like yeah I do this and I do that and I'm on this panel everyone at work be like oh my god oh my god and I was like obviously that would just be a pause of their like microaggressions for two minutes (laughs) 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 but it but it but it would be worth it um I do think it would be nice because we've got to wrap up soon and we've been talking for a very long time to to talk about just in case there's someone here listening who's junior who wants to know like how to reach out for a bring me in or bring in that's what you call it bringing them acting so old like how they can do that in the most kind of respectful and 
in the way that's going to get a good reception. Because I know from reaching out to people, when you get air pie, sorry, when you get ignored, you don't get mm. a response, it can actually be quite deflating. But sometimes people will re- reach out to you and they will move mad. Like <laughs> one person will be like, you know, copy and pasting a question from an application on my firm's um, application process to get a training to be a trainee solicitor and mm. does not think that I realize that they've literally just copied and pasted that question into a LinkedIn um, message and expect me to answer it for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think differentiates your firm from XYZ? These oh people don't days. know. I do interviews. I read applications. You think I don't know that question's on there? So like, but <laughs> I don't think those people that were reaching out to me were trying to were trying to get me to write their applications no. if they were the lord rebuke them but it, <laughs> it is about you know when you're junior just knowing how to approach mm. people for for advice so tolls what do you think because you sound like you'd be a good person mm. <laughs> i'm thinking if i kind of received a message like that and i knew where it came from i think the way that i would approach it um, if I had time and capacity would be like, oh, so I see you kind of probably struggling with this question. This is how I would suggest you approach mm. it. And mm. then that's the way to kind of kindly and nicely. But obviously, like I have to be in a good mood on that day to do that. Otherwise, I might look <laughs> at that and just think I'm ignoring that because of audacity. Um, but um, sorry, repeat the question. <laughs> it was like, like what tips? Do you know, we're going to yes. pray about this. We're going to have to do. I know. Sorry, there's so meeting. much in my brain. Charles, you at need the moment. some prayer. Real prayer. I do. Anytime I'm going to put you on my I prayer list, honestly. Considering no, you're the real, uh, considering you're the real ch- church auntie of this podcast. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, I didn't. Pastor Charles. Oh, Mission my Evangelist Charles. Yeah. No, no, Rachel, you finished me. <laughs> Very accurate, Rachel. No, but it was basically. Oh, like, how should people reach out? What's the yeah, best way to in, reach out? Yeah. Um, Oh, I think for me personally, what would I appreciate? Um, a, a concise message, I think, is always mm. good um, because people have. I'm not one of those people like I, I'm good on top of my personal emails, but you got to think some people have got like 800 emails in their inbox that they haven't got to. Oh, fifth, so please. if you think of it, always assume that a person on the other end barely has any time and think of it in terms of what's the best way to kind of bring up the assistance that I require and also think first of all before you write that message is there anything more that I could do for myself in this context that's a good question that's a good that's sorry that's a good point silly questions do you know what I mean is could I google this could I find out more um and then if you can't then just write a really simple message and also I guess maybe acknowledge within the message that you know you know this message is out of the blue really appreciate if you have any time at all you know Mm. to be able to help me with this and I think that's the way that um the guy who approached me and who got a role in my old workplace kind of did it with um did it as well and now me because like I'm just generally I don't know I think I'm a generally helpful person he only did one short little message I was writing essays but I'm not even gonna lie it took me it took me I broke it down because but that's because I only had one of those messages yeah now if I had several of these messages then I probably wouldn't approach it in the same way. So the first thing is to kind of um, ask yourself the question is, 
could I find this information somewhere by myself? Mm-hmm. Second thing is be concise about it. And third of, it, of all, it's acknowledge the fact within the message that this person may not have the capacity or the ability to kind of help you at this time. So don't mm-hmm. have that kind of entitlement. Expectation, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Rach, anything you want to add? Um, I think being genuine about your actual oh, position. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when people like spin a web, spin a lie, and it's not really exactly what's going on or what actually yeah. is happening for them. You're giving them advice based on a fake story. So you, if you just yeah. be genuine and let them know exactly what you need, I think that really does help to kind of get you further into where you want to go, what you want to do. Yeah, I think those, I think those are are perfect. I have nothing to add. Well done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Unprecedented. <laughs> but no like I think it's been it's been good to talk about this because I feel Mm, like there is always that level of how much is enough how much is doing too much and everyone has everyone has I feel like different motivations and different you know opinions on what they should and shouldn't be doing so it's always good to kind of speak to other people um and then I thought it was just important for us to give a little bit of hope to those coming up that you know we're not completely jaded or tired if you approach this in the right way you will be able to get some support um so I think that is it from me and my bring me in oh my um, gosh wait 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 what, I have, what, one, what? More point. I have on. one more point go on so if someone Preach. if someone is the kind of person that tends to get a lot of these messages mm-hmm. and kind of wants to control the influx one thing mm-hmm. that they could do if it's say like a platform on LinkedIn mm-hmm. say uh, maybe um, assign maybe one day a month and say okay this is a day everyone can yeah. kind of send me messages yeah. um, if they need assistance with stuff just to kind of control it for themselves mm-hmm. um, yeah that's something they could do yeah I mean my LinkedIn box I went I put on my to-do list to go on LinkedIn today some <laughs> of the things I see in there people emailing me for help and I just they must think that I'm just a wicked witch of the east like not responding but obviously I've responded today and I said blah 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 but I do feel like I felt better spending 30 minutes doing everything rather than dipping Mm -hmm. in dipping out dipping in dipping out and also I just think me personally I just accept that I can't save everyone there's some people there that reach out to me that are just like Rachel says spinning webs not telling the truth (laughs) inconsistent not having any perspective so I just accept you know I can't save everyone um and I just keep it moving but I think like I said it's really been really good to have this conversation I feel like this is something we will talk about in different ways um again because this is something that people are always trying to figure out a balance to but I just want to thank the listeners for for listening to making it this far um how long has it been I don't even know it's not a long one hopefully it's not a long one it don't matter we no. was given the golden nuggets in it my time's been yes. very, my time's been very sultry today I so. know I was gonna say that <laughs> she's given us she's it's given Jenny Francis <laughs> oh my yes oh yes, <laughs> Hashtag yes. Gold. yeah every on. week I intend to sound sultry but instead I just sound do you know what it is? It's because like <laughs> Monday nights when we, we record on Monday nights, guys, mm. and Monday nights emotionally oh, it's boy. not easy. It's wow. not it's easy. So abrupt, fam. Because the week could have already slapped you up oh. by 7 p.m. on a Monday. Anyway, um, as always, and this is a genuine request, people, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend. 
um, about the podcast just to help us get the word out there um, and remember you can always keep the conversation going on our social media that's our twitter our instagram and our linkedin page which is black women working um, oh, yeah. using our hashtag hashtag bww podcast or at in us uh, you forgot something there hashtag bww podcast uk well done apologies <laughs> or at in us on twitter or instagram at bww podcast uk as always and we really encourage this as well because we've got some really good emails just about some of the things that we've been discussing um if you could email us um if you've got any comments or any follow-up things or any questions you want to ask about anything we've spoken about at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com because we always love to hear from the listeners um just about the things that we've discussed things that we may have missed things that we can talk about in the future so please feel free to reach out to us we really really appreciate it and i think that's all from me folks unless you guys have got anything else that you would like to mention Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, you've said it all now uh-huh. as usual i'm joking all right. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> <laughs> don't be feisty tolls don't don't be feisty i and will always yeah you, are you gonna start always like singing i will always love you no or no no I've, I've, I've had enough of singing that You've i'm had enough singing okay yeah cool. but as always just want to shout out the listeners and um thanks guys for joining me and until next time we'll see you later bye adios toodles bye. take care bye.